Welcome to the Creating Her podcast. We're your hosts, Taylor and Isabel, and we're diving deep into cultivating the next level version of you. This is for the girl with big ambitions who is ready to take action to develop a healthy lifestyle, unstoppable mindset, and unapologetic confidence. Join us as we explore all things health, wellness, mindset, and creating your highest level self. Okay, hello guys and welcome back to the Creating Her podcast. So it's actually just me today introducing. I'm not joined by Taylor, which is super unusual because we have done every single podcast episode together, but I'm not doing a solo episode. We have just decided to upload an episode where we were interviewed on another person's podcast for this week. So that's why I'm not joined with Taylor because I thought I'd just give a quick little intro and then we'll delve straight into the episode. Um, If you guys listened to last week's episode, you would know that we interviewed our good friend Soph from Perth and she's very into the mindset space on Instagram. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a really valuable one as well. But Soph actually also interviewed us on her podcast. So we decided that we would upload that for this week's episode because we thought that the conversations we had were actually so valuable and a really good episode for our audience over on the Creating Her podcast. So we thought, let's just do that for this week. Taylor has been busy, busy, busy with her uni work, smashing out her assignments. I've been dealing with a few little ups and downs with my mental health as well. So we thought this was great for this week. Take the pressure off us a little bit and then we'll be back in your ears next week for a little life update and another episode with the two of us. But for this week, we talk all about aligned friendships. So this is why we thought that it would be really cool to upload this episode because I feel as though when you're in your 20s, you really start to move out of certain friendships and want to find new friendships. Sometimes you will have your friends with you from high school. I know I definitely still do. And you'll have them all the way through your life. But sometimes, you know, the friendships that you make in high school or in uni or work or wherever, you kind of start to change as a person. And I know that a lot of people that listen to this podcast are really deep on their personal development journey and they actually want to create the best version of themselves. And often when that happens, we can find that some friendships are no longer aligned for us or they just don't really feel like they're serving us or bringing anything good into our lives. And sometimes you want to start to make new friendships that you feel like the person is really on your wavelength. So that's basically what Soph is interviewing us about on this episode. We really delve into Taylor and I's friendship and how we actually met. Obviously, we started a podcast three weeks after we met, which for some people is just crazy because we weren't even friends for a long time before we started this journey together. So we really delve into that and how to create create aligned friendships and I guess just as a whole navigating finding new friendships and new aligned friendships and letting go of old friendships in your 20s so as always we really really appreciate all of your support and we see all of your messages all of your ratings all your reviews all your story shares um so if you do enjoy this podcast please feel free to support us in one of those ways um getting this podcast out there is honestly so important to us and we just value this platform so so much um we appreciate you guys and i really really hope that you enjoy this week's episode Alrighty guys, welcome back to the Edge Collective. Today is really fucking exciting because we have Isabel and Taylor here from Creating Her Podcast. Hi guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are we feeling? Really great. We just had our conversation with you on our podcast and it was incredible. So I actually can't wait for this this one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited to be here. 
Absolutely. And this is like going to be such a pivotal conversation for people specifically who listen to Edge Collective, because today we are talking all about conscious conversations, friendships, you know, like finding your people and sort of going through that phase, I guess, in your late teens, early 20s of potentially outgrowing friends and just trying to find your more aligned friendships, which is really exciting. Um, so for context, guys, I actually do know Isabel and Tay. They, these girls are in Melbourne, which is really exciting. Um, but I have met Isabel here in Perth and then Taylor I've been in a mastermind with as well. So these girls are so, I'm so fucking excited for you guys because you're dialing into your niches very recently as well. Um, do you want to quickly describe and, and talk me through how you would describe yourself as individuals? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, I'm a very, I guess the best way to just to describe myself would be a type A personality. So I love um kind of routine, structure, habits, organization, all that kind of thing. Um, and that's something that I've really dialed into, as you said recently, um, in terms of really just finding my space in my my own strengths of, you know, getting my life organized, helping others get themselves organized, really focusing on this um productivity aspect while also just like living your life as a whole right because I think that we can have um work as one aspect of our lives but I know personally I've got work I've got uni I really value my health um my friendships all of these things um so I think that finding a way to integrate all of these into my life has been really big um and it's basically what I am helping others with at the moment as well beautiful I love that. Um, I, well, I'm Isabel, just if the audience doesn't recognize our voice. I always forget about this. Yeah. Oh my God. Say like, do, are you going to say you're Taylor? Anyway. I'm Taylor guys. Hi. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I think Taylor and I work well together because I'm a little bit different. Obviously we're both really passionate about health and helping people. So that's kind of what brought us together. Um, and then we have the creating her podcast which is obviously both of our strengths being pulled together and discussing mindset and how to create the best version of yourself um but then I am more probably like the holistic health mental health side of things so Taylor's very productivity organization and I'm more of the um health as a whole I've struggled with anxiety as well for basically my whole life so moving through that moving through childhood traumas and things like that I've just finished up my counseling degree so I'm very much more on the mental health holistic health side of life and just helping people well I mean future me um, I'm not doing the job yet but helping people to really create the best version of themselves with the resources that they have and feeling their best um, just to really enjoy life. I just feel like people kind of waste their potential sometimes. And I just want to empower people to be the best versions of themselves. So that's kind of a little bit about me. Yeah. And I love that. Also, I'm so excited that you, I, I know you just finished your counseling course and everything. So that's so, so exciting. Um, Taylor and I aren't done with uni. So <laughs> we'll celebrate. You. <laughs> um, but what's so freaking cool is that all of you, both of you like are wanting people to maximize their potential and make the most of it. And yet you've got these like niches in here and these so, both equally important aspects and components that people should be developing really to get, reach their potential. Um, so it's just like been really, really cool to, to find your superpower in that as well. Cause I feel like on sometimes, I know you guys were talking about this before and I think I was messaging you Tay about this, but like when we start and say, oh, I want to help people, you know, with their mindset or in wellness and all this sort of stuff, but to really dial down in it is really, really cool. 
Mm, absolutely. And it's, I mean, I feel like everything kind of starts with this top level picture. Like you have an idea yeah. of the kind of life you want to live, the kind of thing that you want to do, but you don't really know the specifics. And so I think it's just about trying different things, being patient, being open to new ideas. Um, and then eventually it kind of just comes around to you as it should. Yeah, 100%. And so if that's you as individuals, how would you describe your relationship with one another as if it were a separate entity or person? Like, how would you describe it? Because I'm really intrigued to hear this because this is what I sort of ask my partner as well and often my friends. So if you were to describe the connection between Isabel and Taylor as a separate entity, how would you describe them? This is such an interesting question. I feel like, honestly, like a very... Okay, we haven't really pre-thought of these ideas, so we don't have like an exact, an exact thing. But I think it was a very fast-moving relationship. Obviously, we went straight. I mean, for those of you who don't know, we started our podcast probably three weeks after we met. Yeah. yeah. So a very and even like just meeting up the first time. I think we met up yeah. after talking for like a week or something yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. So a very like fast-moving and I guess aligned friendship. I know that a lot of my friendships from school are some of my best friends I still have from high school and they are so close to my heart. But I think Taylor's the first person that I really got to know from a place of like, okay, now I'm moving into this world where I'm interested in wellness and health and all of these things. And I'm meeting someone that's actually aligned with that rather than just through school. Like it was almost like an active, I'm looking for people instead of them just happening naturally. Mm, yeah. And I think it's really cool to see how Isabel and I come from kind of different places because personally, I don't have heaps of contact with my high school friends anymore. Um, Like it kind of faded away a bit after um, like during COVID and stuff like that. And so I really found Isabel at a place where, you know, I didn't have that many connections, um, but Isabel, like, but I was willing to wait for the people, you know, like Isabel who actually were in this area of life that I was really passionate about. And that was aligned with me rather than just um, sticking around the same people just for the sake of having people in my life. So I think it was just really cool seeing this whole relationship come up between us after a period of, you know, patience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like you guys didn't become best friends because of proximity. You guys chose that proximity because you, you actually connected over these common interests, you know, rather than just being like, oh, she was in my class. Like there's a very, very different energy between that. Um, and that's really cool because I was going to say to start a podcast together within a three weeks of meeting like that's massive it's a big commitment because you guys do weekly podcast episodes you meet every single week to record and so considering all of this only literally happened what like start of the year like five months ago yeah like mm -hmm. feb yeah oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah it's even love. crazy to think yeah. about yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so considering that's only a few months ago like we're in may now what kind of conversations did you guys have together to actually establish such a deep trust and you know connection with each other from the get-go because obviously you guys were in that sort of interesting season of your lives where you're actively looking for people who are aligned um, and looking for these new connections but what actual conversations did you have to have from the beginning that sort of made you realize yep this is it um, I think there was probably two major things that kind of come to my mind. I think one was looking at our visions um, because we both had pretty similar visions in terms of what we were wanting to head towards in the future. Like we both were very passionate about 
helping other people about the, you know, the wellness space, all of these kinds of things. And we knew that we did have similar goals and it was just a matter of actually coming together and working with each other to help achieve these goals. Because personally for me, um, I'm quite introverted. So I knew that I could never, and we spoke about this, um, like we had a conversation about this. I like would really struggle to start a podcast by myself. Um, but I think I knew that it was something that I wanted to do and it was something that Isabel wanted to do. So it actually gave us the perfect opportunity to come together and make it, I mean, for me, make it so much easier, but also make it more fun to be doing it with someone and having these really cool conversations with someone else. Um, so I think that that was a really big part of it. Um, and the other one was just being like open and honest with each other. I think the first time that we met, like we had some pretty deep conversations that you don't always have with people. Um, but I think the honesty in that actually just generated trust like pretty early in the relationship. So we knew that we weren't really like hiding anything or, you know, we were being our true selves. And I think that played a really big part in it as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely agree with all of that. The similar visions, the similar goals, helping each other to do that and achieve that. And I think that we were both, because before meeting, we both wanted to start a podcast. We both had these visions. It was like when we met, as soon as we kind of met someone that was willing to do that with us, we we're like, okay, let's go. Like, what do we, what yeah. do we have to lose kind of thing? Um, and then, yeah, just, yeah, being really open and honest with each other. I think that also because obviously we followed each other's Instagrams, we knew a little bit about each other, I guess, before meeting. And we kind of knew that, I mean, we'd both worked with similar coaches before. We'd both been in similar settings before. So we kind of knew like, okay, this other person is already self-aware you know, they're, they're going to be open to these conversations. It's not like you're meeting someone who has no self-awareness and no anything like that. Like we already previously knew about each other that we could have really open and honest conversations. So I think that that led to us being able to, because we were like, this person isn't immature. They're not, you know, they're very intelligent. They're very self-aware. So it was easier to do that. Yeah. Because I think we did jump into it very quickly, but there's a difference between just jumping in, you know, jumping in quickly like we did and just, yeah. you know, doing it when there's no chance of it actually working out so it was quick but it was still realistic and it still made sense mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely and like with the ability to be vulnerable with one another and just have that honesty like you like taylor you said like you don't have anything to hide from one another um i feel like the big thing with friendships romantic relationships family connections all these different kinds of connections is like I feel like everyone's starting to realize a bit more you need boundaries, you need this communication and you need to really just be open and vulnerable with one another. So if we're looking back to now, like, I mean, I say fast forward, but it's like a few months later. <laughs> um, what stories and what kind of beliefs have you guys had to transcend like individually, like to deepen your friendship? You know, like I, I feel like it, were there any sort of um, comparison or sisterhood wounds or communication reluctancies, things like that, that you really needed to sort of work on individually before this and, and, and during your friendship to actually deepen that connection? I feel like I'll go. Um, I feel like me and Taylor are always like, who's going to speak? I feel like for me, there wasn't so much. I, I've never compared myself to Taylor. I feel like even though we're heading towards a similar kind of vision, we're very different. Like our content was always different. Our personalities were very different. We were just different in general. So I didn't struggle with comparison or like wounds or anything like that but I think the one thing I would probably say and the example that I would give is our podcast like we have a podcast together we obviously have 
visions for it. And because we weren't like long-term friends or best friends before we started, like we both had very different visions. And I think because we jumped into it so fast, that was something we had to navigate Mm. while we were already in it so I think for me it was kind of being like you know what I have to and I am an open book in general but I think just learning to communicate and it really helped that Taylor is so self-aware and she is so good at responding to those kind of things because I would say look I'm I'm not particularly happy with this or that or whatever like I will I want to go more in this direction with the podcast or I want the Instagram page to look a little bit different or like you know small things like that but we had to really learn to work together in a way that it wasn't like I was criticizing her but I was just saying you know this is my vision like how can we work to make that possible and then she was doing the same thing rather than me going to her and being like oh my god you're not doing it how I want because first of all I'm not that kind of person like I would never do that but kind of I guess it's nice to be able to go to someone and not have that feeling that they're going to take it really personally I was going to say pretty much just that it's really, it's been really cool to witness in our relationship, how we can give each other this constructive criticism and we can be honest with our thoughts and, you know, what our perceptions of everything and not have the other person take it the wrong way. And actually just like, you know, they know that we're trying to do this for the benefit of the podcast, for the benefit of, you know, ourselves um, and actually just taking it the best way possible and you know giving the other person a good like a generous assumption you know knowing that Isabel when Isabel texts me and she's like oh I think that next time like I'm going to take a really like practical example yes I love it one of our recent podcast episodes I just kept saying like like I could not the word like like I even now now I'm saying (laughs) it so much I could not stop and she sent me a message and basically just saying we just have to be conscious of the amount of times that we say, or, or you have to be conscious of the, but yeah, we have to be conscious of the amount of times that we say like, because obviously it's, you know, it's, it's natural, but it's, to listen it's to yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see the way that I reacted to that. Um, and just the first things that came up into my head of, oh, this is like criticism, you know, this is, um, you know, I'm not being good enough on the podcast, these kind of things. So then actually just coming back into myself and really grounding myself, knowing that, no, she's not criticizing me. She's not mm-hmm. saying that I'm not doing a good job. She's actually just giving me some feedback that then we can use next time. And it was really interesting because Taylor texted me back being like, she, it was something like, obviously I didn't mean to do that. And it was kind of like a blunt message. And she's like, oh. obviously I didn't mean to do that, but I'll try next time. But yeah. then straight after, and I didn't take yeah. that to heart or anything, but then, and also when I worded it, I worded it very nicely. Like I wasn't being rude whatsoever. I was like just yeah. giving feedback. Mm-hmm. And, but she obviously like just took it a little bit the wrong way. And then she texted me straight after all voice memoed me, I think. And you were like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean to word it like that. I know you were just giving feedback. Like I I didn't mean to, you know, um, like respond like that. I'm like, you know, and she kind of just cleared it up. So I think that's where the honesty comes in and the communication of like, it is a friendship where we can be really honest and open, but it's that self-awareness thing of like, not everybody's like that. Like some friends Mm. that you have, they will respond a certain way. And then let's just say they'll be like, for instance, in this case, they would be like, oh yeah, well, obviously I didn't mean to do that. Like, cool. But yeah, whatever, I'll try. But then not everybody would come back and be like, actually, 
I just realized the way I responded, maybe I was taking it a bit personally and like, I just want to apologize. Whereas in our friendship, like that stuff is kind of more normal because we're both in that space. We both have a lot of self-awareness and we can actually realize that and clock that and be like, oh, let's just communicate a little bit better and let's just like fix up that little issue. Yeah. And I know that we've gone on for ages, but I think just normalizing the fact that like, yes, my first instinct was oh, she's criticizing me. And I actually did come back with a message that I wasn't like proud to send, right? But I think actually just normalizing that. And then the fact that I did realize, okay, I've had other circumstances. Like I think I had a shit day. I just hadn't been in a good space. There are other circumstances that have impacted this. Um, but I can actually come back and be my conscious self now and realize, yeah, she like I know that she didn't mean it like that. And then really just admitting that I was almost in not in the wrong but you know admitting that I knew that I don't even know how to word you it. mean like admitting that you know you might have just responded out of emotion rather than like thinking yeah. a bit more yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah I love that and it's so funny because I think when it comes to relationships and friendships people can be one of either ways like it it to be able to actually apologize and take ownership of that which I know when I say that it almost I feel like I'm speaking like a primary school teacher like take ownership for your (laughs) actions and (laughs) apologize to your friends you know um but it's honestly like you see this in adults all the time like it it, even in long-term marriages where it just literally does not happen where no one wants to actually take accountability and and be the first one to say sorry (laughs) like I'm definitely one of those more stubborn people but for you guys to naturally just have that safe space (laughs) for you to like be like actually you know what that was my bad you know this is nothing on you like I want to apologize for that I you know for me naturally I'd probably be straight into maybe embarrassment or just being like oh like we'll just let that slide do you know what I mean so that's really really impressive and and how old are you guys right now Oh my God. We're this both 21. Yeah. <laughs> Isabel's birthday was on Saturday. Yes. So we can both that say that exciting. it's the first time. Sorry. It's the first time that we can say that we're both 21. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so exciting. And so being in your early 20s, like how many people get to say that they actually can communicate that and they actually can um, A, have that self-awareness and B, actually practice that with other people, which is really cool. And so I think when it comes to you know, providing the feedback or saying maybe I want, you know, our relationship or what we do together to go a different way. Um, That sort of links into what I was going to ask about boundaries and what would you sort of advise to other people? Because I think it's really easy to speak about it in practice and be like, set your boundaries with one another and um, communicate your boundaries and what what not. But like, what does that actually look like in a conversation, you know? And what does, I've always wondered, like, what does that look like in a conversation with a friend or with, um, you know, a partner, with a family member? Like, how do you actually communicate with each other what you need from one another? I'm going to go ahead and say, and Taylor, you can add in your two cents at the end of this, but I'm actually going to say that our boundaries are kind of, and always have been really unspoken. Like, I don't Mm. think that we have Mm. ever really set specific boundaries for our friendship or our relationship, because I think that, I mean, going off back what we said at the start, it's kind of just a given, like, I'm not going to break Taylor's boundaries because they're kind of unspoken they're kind of just there like we know each other we know ourselves we know I guess the basic boundaries that you would have in a friendship and we're not gonna I don't I don't even know what a breaking a boundary would be but like we wouldn't never like be really nasty to each other we would never say anything 
in spite of each other. We would never like constantly call each other if the other was busy or something. Like those are kind of just unspoken things. And then I think that like that it just has worked for us in that way I think that there's some friendships where like you know you would need to set more specific boundaries if somebody's crossing it but I think that in Taylor and I's situation neither of us have ever broken a boundary and therefore we've never really had that conversation I think the fact that we we both have done quite a lot of work on ourselves and we are both quite aware and quite conscious um you know, of how we act and how we want to be acting. I think that's played a really big role in the fact that we haven't even, as Isabel said, had to set, like we haven't even had to come, <laughs> we haven't even had to have the conversation to set these boundaries because we actually just have these standards that we know, you know, that we want to meet for ourselves and for each other. But I think another thing in this is if a situation did come up where something happened where one of us weren't happy, then we know like through our experiences that we would both be honest enough with each other about it. And that's the really big thing is because yes, we haven't set these boundaries in advance um, because we haven't felt the need to, but it, if something came up, it wouldn't actually impact our friendship because we would be able to have these conversations with each other to actually fix the situation. Yeah. And it would be really like very easy would be like, for instance, if Taylor did something I wasn't happy with, I'd be like, Hey Taylor, like whether it's a voice memo or a call or a text, like just letting you know, um, I think in the future it would be best if we did this or that, like it wouldn't be extreme. It wouldn't lead to an argument, nothing like that. It would just, in my opinion, I just view it as being a really simple process, just being honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of just not overcomplicating it. And it's really cool because I think from what I've gathered from what you guys are saying that it's like the way in which you hold yourself and the standards you hold for yourselves as individuals, it just communicates and translates that into the people that you meet as well. Um, but I think as well, like I, a lot of what Edge Collective listeners are experiencing is being in that sort of teens to early 20s phase where they are starting to grow distance or experience like distance from their high school friends or maybe their uni friends, just their current friends in general. And I know you said, you know, Isabel, you're still in touch with your high school friends, Taylor, like from COVID as well, you've distanced yourself a little bit as well. But when you're in terms of your friendships and friendship groups evolving from now and potentially outgrowing different friends, if someone if you were trying to sustain a connection with say a friend from high school and it just started getting a bit leaky like it just started getting you know overstepping the boundaries um and they didn't necessarily have the actual self-awareness how would you approach that would you do the same simple process of being like hey i know that you know i just don't really like this and like can we sort of work together to do to change this instead i feel like i can speak on this really well because I'm so yeah like I said before my best friends majority of my best friends are from high school and like I just these are like honestly like solely friends for me right or does I know right <laughs> like yeah. literally we are like in love we're in relationships like we're that close and to be honest they're actually not really into the mindset world or the wellness world as much as I am but they're literally just I can just tell that they're just solely friends like they support me back me constantly and it's vice versa and this is I guess like on a really random side note Hmm. you can have friends that aren't interested in the same things as you like just because your friends don't go to the gym or 
meditate and you're really into wellness. Like I love wellness. I love self-improvement. And majority of my best friends aren't really like that, but we still have this amazing, amazing friendship, like genuinely one that I wouldn't give up for the world. So I think that that's really cool, but that was off topic. I have um, a couple of people from high school where they lacked the self-awareness exactly like you were saying. So I was close with them in high school. Then we kind of got out. They lacked the self-awareness. There was a bit of like emotional dumping going on and like negativity and stuff that I just wasn't really aligned with. And I think when somebody doesn't have, I mean, like I said before, Taylor and I both have really um, well-developed self-awareness. So with Taylor, I can actually just go straight to her and be like, hey, listen, this, 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 and she'll take it on board and won't get offended. Whereas when somebody is lacking self-awareness, I think that you have to be really careful about how you go about it. Because if you do try to have that open conversation, it could well end in like a bit of an argument or them taking it really personally, because chances are, if you lack self-awareness, you will do that because you'll take it as an attack on yourself. Yeah. So I think it's kind of about assessing that particular person. And there's some people by which I have just literally naturally distance myself like stop texting them as much stop seeing them as much stop calling them as much because I know deep down that if I had an honest conversation with them it wouldn't end well they probably wouldn't change and so it's just about me actually taking the steps myself to just naturally distance and you don't have to make it a big thing you don't have to go to them be like you know what I'm not aligned with you anymore like fuck you (laughs) see ya (laughs) Um, you don't have to, like, it can be a really natural process of just slowly, maybe stop texting them as much, stop seeing them as much, like, and naturally let it fade out. And then it will naturally fade out because I know that the last thing most people want is this conflict and this confrontation. If you know that someone's not self-aware and that you don't see them in your future, naturally let it fade out. That's personally what I've done. And that's kind of what I would recommend for that. Mm, I actually Um, agree with this quite a lot because in terms of my high school friends I think the main reason that I'm not very close to them anymore is because we were actually just living completely different lifestyles like it's I think I knew that I couldn't be friends with them without trying to not trying to change them but like you can't expect to change people just to have them stay in your life as friends right you have to like let them go down their own path let them be their own person and so the way that I was going and the way that a lot of my friends are going just wasn't aligned um And it just wasn't like the kind of relationship that I was wanting. And in this case, what I've done is it's not actually cutting them off completely. It's actually just reducing the amount of time that um, I am seeing them. So what often happens with my friend group is we'll see each other maybe like once every couple of months and we'll have a whole group catch up. Um, Maybe I'll catch up with some of them individually sometimes, but it's actually just like, I don't text them in between. Like I don't really talk to them every day at all. And so they're not showing up in my everyday life, but they are still there in my life in one way in one way or another. And that was quite tough at the start because I went from having these people that, you know, would be having group conversations every day. And then all of a sudden my phone was just empty. And I was like, oh, well, there's there's no one that I'm texting now. (laughs) Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, But then I think once you get past that initial stage and you start to see the changes in just the way that you're thinking and the way that your energy is, because you don't have these people in your life, um, you know, in terms of this everyday communication, I think that's when you kind of find to see that it's worth it. Um, so I think basically not feeling like you have to cut them out completely, but actually just setting the boundary, reducing the amount of times that you're seeing them, um, and then start to actually create the space for other people to come into your life. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's like you need in order to bring in more, you need to create space there. So I love that. And I've experienced the exact same thing where I am actually just starting to tell people like this group that I normally go out with and get invited to parties and go out clubbing, used to go out clubbing with, I'd be like, look, it's my bedtime. It's 9pm. I need to go, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, look, and if, if the group chat's like, who wants to go out? And it's like, look, if, if you guys were going out for coffee, I'm more than happy to come out. Do you know what I mean? And I don't need to go to every single gathering either. Like if for me as an introvert as well, like you, Tay, like I, I can only go like maybe once a month at most. Mm. Yeah. And it's so, so big because I used to really struggle with feeling like I had to go out everywhere. Like I had to be part of every group thing. But now I've just come to the point where I know that I don't have to do it anymore and I can actually just say no. And then yeah. I can always organize a group thing myself and, you know, have it early in the morning or have it at a time of doing something that I know that I enjoy, um, but not feeling like you have to go to everything. Absolutely. And it's like, honestly, sometimes it's just about thinking rather than assuming like, oh, well, they're not going to do that because they only want to go out and get cocktails every night. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what if you actually proposed it and then people are like, oh, I'm actually really on board with that. And then suddenly when I started to say that, a lot of people would be like, oh my God, yeah, no, I want to get up early too. Or like, yeah, no, I'm so sick of going out. <laughs> like, this is not my scene, which is really, really cool. And so um, I wanted to also, like, that's a really good way to sort of frame how to navigate your high school friendships and whatnot. But I want to touch briefly on relationships as well, because Isabel, you're in a long-term relationship and Tay, are you single still? Eastern at the Yes, I'm single. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Because I find it interesting because people our age could be in either situation. And yet I still hear whether they're in a relationship or single, they're like, I want, I just want to focus on myself or I need to focus on myself, which is really, really interesting. Right. So in terms of the self-connection piece and, and prioritizing that, how do you actually individually prioritize that with Isabel, you're in, you're in a relationship, you've got a boyfriend that you need to see, um, and Tay being single as well, but having such a busy schedule, how do you actually prioritize that connection with yourself? I mean, for me, I think that, and I've always thought like this, I do not think that being in a relationship, whether it's long-term, whether it's like a little situation, like whatever it is, right, I don't think that that's ever going to create a problem for you to still work on yourself and still connect with yourself obviously if it's maybe a little bit more toxic or lacking boundaries and you're with each other 24 7 then it might create an issue um and I definitely I feel like in the start of my relationship I was a lot more attached to him and I kind of relied on him for a lot more things but as our relationship has progressed and as I've gotten more into my own self-development I will still do all those things like I, on our nights apart, I will still do all those things. He works. So during the day um, and connecting with myself, I think that it's really doing the things where you're kind of just going deep into your own energy. So we talk about this all the time on our, our podcast and we've got a whole kind of episode on it, but um, it could be journaling. It could be meditation, breath work. It could be dancing in the mirror. It could be dancing at a heels class. Like I don't yeah. do heels, yeah. but I really like um <laughs> dance and like movement, going to the gym, like just anything that is you in your own energy, because I'm a people's person. So like you guys say you're introverts, like I get energy from being with people. Um, so I need to be with people. So I think the self-connection for me is important because it's being in my own energy rather than in other people's energy. Mm. Um, the way that I would see it in terms of, because for me, <laughs> instead of like juggling my self-connection with a relationship, it's like juggling my self-connection with the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think looking at it in terms of um, 
making sure that you have a bit of time each day to connect to yourself. Because I know that for me, I at times can just be so busy that it would be really easy to just you know, ignore these things to not spend five minutes actually thinking about how I'm feeling in the present or to journal in the morning or any of these things. So I think that finding a way to try and implement it in just really small ways throughout each day has been really important for me. So one of the biggest ways that I do this, and it seems a bit like random, but I actually just have this non-negotiable of reading each night before bed and it's fiction. Like it's, it might not sound because you think, oh, I'm reading. So I'm not actually just like spending time with myself. But for me, this is just really my time to wind down to actually like I read fiction before bed. So I'm not actually consuming anything else. I can actually read and then reflect on how I view what I'm reading, if that makes sense. So I think just my biggest thing here is your life can be so busy, but you can still make the choice to create five minutes to actually have this self-connection with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And like, honestly, for anyone who's listening, like Tay has like the most jam-packed schedule <laughs> that it's is literally insane. I'm going to vouch for this. It's crazy. Yeah. As a summer, like just as proof, can you just like list a few of the commitments that you, you have to do? Like even today, like what did you do today? Oh my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> This morning I, so I got actually today was my day of coaching. So this morning I went up, I went to the gym. Um, I went home and did some uni work. Um, and then I do the finance and marketing for a construction company. So, um, I did that for work and then I basically came over here and we've been recording the podcast this afternoon. Um, but also some days you have, she does netball coaching as well. Just to add in to preface, she also used to do, um, F45. So that was like an even busier time in your life because she was juggling Mm. three jobs and uni and the podcast. And also forget to mention posting on Instagram. Yeah. Every single day, right? Every day. Yep. Crazy. And it's like, in there guys like she's still putting those five minutes at least of self-connection in which is amazing and obviously that shows through because you guys like again what we were saying before it's like the standards you guys hold for yourselves the connection you guys have with within yourselves as individuals that actually just strengthens your ability to connect with others and it just makes fucking sense that you guys have like such a conscious and such an aligned friendship as well it fully does though because if you think about it, how can you show up in a relationship as your true self if you don't even know who your true self is? Love that. Legit. Like, <laughs> mm, like just, it's, it's just a really big thing to think about. And it's something that I've really landed in is that you can't like actually have authentic connections if you don't know, like if you aren't showing up as your authentic self. So you have to actually do, you know, the small things to remember or to find out who you actually are. Yeah, absolutely. And I always think as well, like, how can you burn out from being yourself? That's always another, like slightly unrelated, but like anyways, but yeah, no, that's a beautiful, oh, amazing. I'm so happy we had this conversation. Um, thank you so much for coming on here. Where can people find you guys? Um, so we've got the Creating Her podcast. I think it's called creatingher.podcast on Instagram. Yeah. That's the, the Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm well with Isabel on instagram um and i'm taylor rose so two t's two e's and taylor spelt with an a but just go to creating her podcast and then you can find our instagram handles for there that (laughs) might be easier (laughs) amazing oh my god that's so exciting and like honestly i know so many people listening to this will just love this because i think 
we're all sort of in that phase of craving that connection um, and being able to have these conscious conversations, which is amazing. But yeah, thank you so much guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.